Welcome to the No Fear Podcast of First Presbyterian Church. My name is Bob Fuller, Senior Pastor of First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas, with your No Fear Word of the Day. Thanks again for joining us on the No Fear podcast today. Today we have Rosalind Miller, who is the Director of Ministry to Children and Their Families at First Presbyterian Church, and she is really one of my favorite people. She has come onto the church with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love for her kids, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and also for the ministry that she brings to us. But she is also just becoming a good friend and brings such a warmth and light to our ministry to children and to our whole church. So, so Rosalind, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Pastor Bob. Good to be here. It is so good. And you know, one of the things I love about Rosalind is she is one of the few people who actually calls me by my whole title, Pastor Bob. I, I don't know why. It just it just makes me feel so warm and respected. She doesn't have to do that, though. I just want her to know. <laughs> um, but but she's just such a wonderful person to have with us today. Rosalind, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us uh, about your life before First Presbyterian and then how you came to be here and sort of what your hopes and dreams are for the children's ministry at First Presbyterian Church. Oh, goodness. Um, what a loaded question, but one I love to answer when people ask me what I do. I um, decided at a young age, I was probably about 16 when I heard the call um, to ministry from the Lord, and I was at a, a retreat with my youth group, and I just knew that God was calling me to serve Him. So I started serving at a young age, taking children to camp, taking on Sunday school teaching, and over the years, the Lord just kind of led me through different directions um, as far as volunteering in church, serving as a lay person, a Sunday school leader, department leader in my um, home church. And um, and I just knew that God was saying, you got to go to school. You, I want to use mm-hmm. you in a bigger way than this. And whenever I did finally surrender to, you know, okay, bite the bullet, <laughs> go back to school, you know, get some formal um, education. It was the best decision I ever made, and I went to Liberty University online, wow. and um, my undergrad is a um, biblical um, you know, theology degree and a minor in family advocacy. So when I was searching for a position, I was praying for something just like First Pres because I wanted to minister to families. I wanted to minister to, church, to children within the church, and it's been awesome. I absolutely love First Pres as a church. I love the support, the energy, uh, the welcoming spirit. Um, and my two children, I have two teenagers, mm-hmm. 16 and 14, and <laughs> that is not an easy age to raise, but um, they have been just as welcomed as I have at First Pres and have jumped on board. Um, and and I'm just so thankful. And, and going forward, I just pray that you know, the kids in the program grow as disciples, that they grow um, to love their church community, but that they love and hunger for God and His Word and truth. And because I had such a wonderful Christian upbringing and loved my youth group and just have been, you know, passionately 
walking with the Lord um, for most of my life. I, I just want that for other kids, and um, and I, I'm excited to share that. So, well, you've been at First Pres for for a little over a year now, and yeah. and yet. Um, but early on in your ministry here, we've had this huge curveball of the COVID-19 pandemic, and your ministry is such a hands-on, it's such a, a high-contact, face-to-face ministry. Yeah. You have had to make some major adjustments. How are you handling that transition? How is your team handling that tr- transition? And tell us a little bit about what's going on in this uh, in this season of ministry right now for you. Yeah, the social distancing has been a big challenge, I mean, for everybody, right? Um, And children's ministry in particularly, you know, it just requires a lot of communication, a lot of planning and preparation. And so what we do, you know, what we do for the kids is just make sure that they know that they're that they're seen, that they're heard, that they're not forgotten about. And so um, the very first thing we did whenever that first Sunday hit where it was like, we're not going to come to church, and we didn't know how long this was going to last. It was just, we're going to stay away from the building. Um, I sent out uh, about, I guess it was about 150 postcards to various Sunday school teachers. And um, they had about stacks of 20 each. And I said, write, and, and we sent them pre, pre-posted uh, postcards. Mm-hmm. And I said, write your student. Here's a list of your <laughs> students' names. Here's stamped already postcards. Write your student. Tell them that we miss them. This will be over soon. We love them. And so that instant communication wow. of we see you, we haven't forgotten about you. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed. Okay, now we're really not going back for a while. So now we've got to get on board and give them something. You know, they're used to Sunday school. They're used to children's choir. They're used to, you know, seeing people. They're used to having tiny little events like parents' night out or little fun things. So, you know, we can do that, but we just have to do it virtually. So it just it just obviously it opens the creative box, and I love being creative. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a it's been a big um it's been an interesting adjustment but it's been a blast uh to see god's work through all that so praise god for that well one of the things you were telling me as we were preparing for this interview was that in some ways you feel like you've gotten to know families even better in this yeah. in this time than maybe even you had before say a little bit more about that kind of re- tell the tell yeah, the listeners about that yeah well, you know, on Sunday mornings, the typical Sunday morning, myself and a assigned greeter would be downstairs and we'd welcome families into the children's area. And, you know, we give them the code and we wave at them and say hi to the kids. But oftentimes the parents will just say, hi, good morning. You know, and nobody's, you know, unless unless they've volunteered for some things or they've been around for more than just, uh, you know, every Sunday or whenever they can come. Um, you know, you, the, the relationship isn't really built there. So a lot of times people would just wave or people say, oh, hi, good morning. And I wasn't even sure if they knew my name. Um, and I certainly didn't know a lot of their names um, because we have such a large church, you know. And so um, so now because there's, being, there's phone calls being made, text messages being done, emails, 
uh, Zoom calls with children's mm. Bible studies, midweek Bible studies, um, Sunday school lessons. Um, it is a constant communication that's taking place. And what's really interesting is now they know who I am. Mm-hmm. They're addressing me by my first name and I'm getting to know them and I'm connecting names with faces. And, you know, it, it just feels more like a family is building. And that to me is exciting because I, I want that community um, and I want the children to feel like this is my my church, you know, that ownership. So. Oh, and. I'll tell you what meant so much to me was when you and members of your team came around, especially that weekend before um, before uh, Palm Sunday, uh, and dropped off the Holy Week in a in a box. Yeah, you have to make sure that you remind people they are not forgotten, they are loved, and that we really care, and that it's not going out of our way. When they say, I can't believe you did this, you didn't have to come, it's not out of our way. Otherwise, why are we called? Why do <laughs> right. we serve? You know, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love our our church. So, Rosalind, this is the No Fear podcast. So tell us your No Fear word of the day, and just tell us a little bit about that passage that just really encourages you right now. Yeah, so my no fear scripture would be John fourteen twenty seven, mm. and that's when Jesus promised, peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. So, Rosalind, you're our resident expert on staff. How do you break down those ideas in that passage for a five-year-old? Right now, uh, midweek on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I lead a two o'clock uh, Bible study for the kids, and um, and I love being able to break down scripture because, first of all, um, it's important to um, make sure that we understand that kids. We got to give kids more credit. Um, we got to give them more credit than right. than what we what they think they're capable of understanding. So I love breaking this stuff down, and I start by using phrases, and I ask them first, like we'll read the scripture, and I'll say, "Who is talking here?" Mm. You know, and then they, you know, we kind of research, we find out this is Jesus. Uh, it's important also to let them know who wrote the book, um, who wherever we're studying. Um, whether it's Apostle Paul or Luke or whoever, um, because we want to build disciples and students of the Word. And so we're trying to build kids up to be like Jesus. And as we know, Jesus was a wonderful student of the Scriptures. Um, So the way I would break this down is I would say, okay, you guys, you know, who is this talking and who wrote this and who's, you know, what what is this all about? And if it had a big word, then we would research those words in the dictionary to kind of give light on what things mean. But here, um, basically, I would say, so what does the world give? Because he says, I don't give as the world gives. You know, and we talk about what does the world give you? Well, they give you a paycheck if you do a job. You get status if maybe you're a celebrity. But he leaves us a gift. And what gift does he give us? And, you know, we would go back and say, let's research a little bit before and see if we can understand. And right before this, Jesus was saying, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So he's talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit living in us. And so, you know, picking piggybacking off of scripture gives weight to what you just said. So anytime you want to teach a child something, um, or really an adult, uh, a passage of scripture, and you want them to get it and apply it, you want to add scripture that gives weight to the original scripture. Mm-hmm. And I would also talk to them about, you know, Psalm 4610 about be still and know that mm-hmm. I am God. Um, you know, and where that stillness comes from and and how he will be exalted. So for the little children, I would talk, you know, mostly about who said it, um, why it was written, and what is it, what's the actual gift, and that's the Holy Spirit. And don't be afraid, don't be upset. We would give examples of that, you know, have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been upset? Well, Jesus, this isn't a suggestion. Jesus is saying, don't be. You know, well, how can we not be, Miss Rosalind? Well, you know, because he tells us and he gives us promises. Um, and when we do what he says, his promises come to be. Mm-hmm. So when we say, when we say, okay, God, I'll trust you. I'm not going to be afraid. Then it's his peace that comes after that. And it's, we don't understand it all the time, but he's just that good. And, and he's God, he shows up. So I think that's how I would explain it to to a little person um, and it's funny because we actually had something like this, 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 this past week, um, oh, yeah. a, a, a scripture like this for our fifth graders. So it was oh, a great lesson. Absolutely. So, so as you are talking with our kids, what are you, what are you finding they need peace about right now? What are they, I mean, what's, what is on their minds, uh, that's, that comes up in conversation with you right now? Well, you know, it's really interesting because I'll say, does anybody have any prayer requests like after the lesson's over? Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. And their little bitty voices, they're like, I want to pray for everybody who has coronavirus, you know, and they're they're just <laughs> really sweet and innocent. And, you know, and we'll go around and we'll talk about, you know, they'll say, you know, I want to pray for, um, you know, my grandpa because he's older and I don't want him to get sick, you know. So I think this pandemic has got them worried because they don't quite get it. They just know that they can't go anywhere and a lot of people are sick right? and it's killing a lot of people. So I think that they're, they're scared. Um, I think that they're unsure and in, in the mind of a child, I mean, think about it. They're dependent on everything from their parents to set out their clothes the night before to get them up in the morning, to get them fed, to get them to school, to do their help them with their homework when they get home, you know, get them in the bath, get them to bed. And the routine just goes on and on and on. You break that routine and you put everything at the house and they can't go anywhere. And they don't understand that the bigger world is telling them that staying home is safer. Hmm. And although they're with mom and dad, they're really still scared because yeah. they're afraid that something's going to happen to them, their friends, their mom and dad, their teachers, their grandparents, um, and so I think just that, that innocent mind, that, that naiveness, I think that's the biggest thing for them is they just, they don't know, they can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's I, the biggest worry. Yeah. I don't think I'd heard the word pandemic till I was 
<laughs> I know till I was an adult, but but certainly yeah. not. It was certainly not an everyday word, uh, you know, mm-hmm. well into my adult life. And so that's got to be strange uh, and, and scary for them. Just as you've right. gone around, as you all have taught lessons, as you all have provided materials, is there something that was just a surprising success that obviously scratched an itch or 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 really resonated with the kids that you just weren't expecting? Something they really oh, responded you know, to. Honestly, I think that um you know, it's really good. Like you mentioned, the whole drive-bys and everything, and the Holy Weeks uh, drive-bys. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I think the Bible studies, the midweek Bible studies, mm-hmm. was the biggest thing. Um, because as we check our numbers for Sunday school, we're having lots of views, which is fantastic. I'm so glad that families are tuning in, that the kids are watching their Sunday school teachers or various people teach those lessons. Um, but the midweek Bible studies are so neat because they don't have to log on, but they're wanting to get on to listen, have their Bible and their pencil ready. And they're like, you know, what are we going to learn today, Miss Rosalind? You know, and they see each other and they say hello. And I think that midweek connection that has been a very big surprise for me to see those kids participate, to actually talk out like you said, their worries mm-hmm. or talk out their joys or tell me how bored they are with school online or, <laughs> you know, just, it's just really neat to see them kind of open up. I think that's been the biggest yeah. gift for me for the kids is that midweek Bible study. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm um, just, I, I love it. I look forward to every Wednesday and Thursday because it's just so much fun. What is your word of encouragement to the adults right now? I mean, you are the minister to children and their families. What's what's your word of encouragement for parents, grandparents, for others who are taking care of these kids? Gosh, you know, the adults, I tell them, I get it. I understand as a parent. In fact, I've had that conversation with a lot of them. Um, and I say, I get it too. I'm a mom too. I, you know, run a department from my house now <laughs> and right. um and I have and I and I get it um and it's not easy and it's okay the, I think that's the one thing that that I keep finding myself saying is it's okay to have hard days and it's okay to say this doesn't feel fair and this is hard um but we're, we must trust God and you know he gives us promises and the promises only come from him and um, such as, you know, the peace will come and and he'll give us peace. And whether uh, we either believe what we live out or we don't, you know, we, we don't have to to look far in our own lives um, for the proof to be there. And the one thing that I, that I've told the, the other thing that I've told people is you are a witness hmm. now to this world. You are your job to your child and to those who are looking at you as a Christian family is you're a witness. And yes, it's going to be hard, but the one thing that we always have to hold on to is that people are looking for hope. And if we intentionally keep our hope in Christ, if we make time for God, if we 
um, are listening to his voice and we stay close to him, then that's going to naturally flow out of us. And, and the reason I mentioned that be still and know that he has got earlier is because that's a scripture that he gave me early on mm. when we started all of this. And I've really held on to that scripture close because if, if we, if we intentionally stay close to the heart of God, then he's going to continue to abide close with us. And when we feel that anxiety kind of flowing over us like waves, then we have him to lean back on, you know? And so, um, but it's our job to be a witness to our children, to the world. And I do, but I do, I do tell the parents, I'm like, you know, it's okay to have hard days, but at the same time, shake it off. You know, we've still got a job to do. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> you know? right. And we're and we're here for you. I always tell them we're here for you. So. Well, Rosalind, thank you so much for being with us today on the No Fear Podcast. It is such a joy to have you as part of this conversation and as part of our church. And we want to thank you for the ways that you are leading not only our children, but the way that you're also leading their families and helping us all love Jesus Christ, love one another, and love this city. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you in person. It's my pleasure. Yes, me too. All right. Thank you for being with us again for this No Fear podcast. Please join us for this and our other daily podcasts throughout the COVID-19 crisis at fpcsanantonio.org. Until next time, I'm Bob Fuller of First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, Texas. Be not afraid. God is real. Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is with us. God loves you. He has a plan and purpose for your life. He has a position for you on his team and a place for you at his table.